Associate producer Logan Finney sat down with Caribou County Sheriff Adam Maybe, Fremont County Sheriff Len Humphreys, Payette County Sheriff Andy Creech, and Ben Wolfinger, the jail inspector for the Idaho Sheriff's Association, to discuss the implications of not fully funding jail facilities and their proposals for finding more funds. Thank you all so much for joining me. Um, first question for Jail Inspector Wolfinger, what exactly does your job entail? What sort of things do you look at as you travel around the state? Well, uh, here in the state of Idaho, the Sheriff's Association has come up with uh, about 78 pages of criteria that, that are for jails. And we look at everything from food service to access to medical care, to square footage per inmate, uh, to general cleanliness, uh, fire safety, training for staff, uh, uh, ensuring there's enough staff on uh, on duty uh, to deal with and, and care for the inmates. So there's there's quite a quite a long laundry list of criteria. And so when you're doing these inspections, you you also do um, certifications for the jail as well, correct? If they meet uh, all the mandatory uh, requirements that are in the, that criteria, and at least 75 percent of the of the recommended requirements, then they get a certification. Uh, yeah, from the from the sheriff's association. Is there any sort of penalty or negative consequences if a jail doesn't meet those requirements? The, uh, the, a copy of their reports go to ICRIMP, which is the insurance company for most of the jails here in Idaho. And ICRIMP certainly has the ability to uh, adjust their coverage, uh, raise their rates, uh, things like that if they fail to comply. But that's, a, that's an ICRIMP issue, not, not a Sheriff's Association issue. Um. So to the sheriffs around the table, um, we'll start with you, Sheriff Creech. Can you tell me what is the situation like in Payette County? What does your jail look like today? We have a 69-bed jail that we manage there, and uh, we've recently failed our um, inspection this last year because of overcrowding. We're expecting that we'll probably fail it again in the next year as well for the same reason. Um, about 25 to 30 percent of my inmates are state inmates that uh, we're waiting for the state to pick up and move, and that's pretty consistent. Um, every day of the year. Uh, we're just trying to manage our facility and starting to look for possible growth because um, we've outgrown our jail. It's over 20 years old and it's uh, time to be looking for an expansion so that we can keep housing the, the criminals and stuff in our county to help protect our county better. How, how overcrowded are you right now? You know, we, we are at 65 inmates today yeah, out of the 69. And the hard part is that some days that will run up um, into the 70s um, with inmates as well. But when you're looking at just jail um, total numbers, you also have to look at what type of inmates. And so I might be under my maximum capacity, but I'm going to be over my women's uh, inmates pod. And I'm going to be over my protective custody pod. I'll be over in uh, my segregation pods. And so when you start looking at individual types of inmates, I'm over capacity in numerous different areas of my jail today. Sure, that I think that's an, an important detail is a, a bed is not the same for every type of inmate. There's lots of different factors you have to consider there. Yeah. Um, Sheriff, maybe over in southeastern Idaho, what's the situation like for you guys over there? We're doing fairly well with our facility. We just passed our, our jail inspection. Uh, we are a 49-bed facility. I usually try to keep it anywhere between 40 to 45 inmates, so I have room to grow. Um, kind of in a unique situation wherein I contract with Bear Lake County uh, Sheriff and the Oneida County Sheriff to house their inmates. 
So between those two counties and the, and the state, I'm able to keep my numbers at a, an, uh, a point that I'm comfortable in, in dealing with. But just like Sheriff Creech, my facility is coming up on 20 years too. And in a jail, 20 years is really hard, um, hard on a facility. Uh, there's a lot of hard things that go on within them. So we're always looking at ways to try to improve our facility to main, make sure the maintenance is up on it, make sure everything's working. And Sheriff Humphreys, your county, you, you guys just recently or are about to complete a expansion of the jail, is that right? That is correct. We, um, <coughs> our existing facility is a 20 bed jail that is 43 years old. And uh, we started a, um, an expansion on our jail three years ago and are scheduled to move into the new facility uh, in January. That will add another 44 beds to uh, our existing facility. So the addition will be more than double the current capacity. Is that, is that because you guys are seeing a large need or had a good opportunity <coughs> for construction? What, what's the motivation there? We're always at capacity with 20 beds. In fact, uh, we do not house uh, female inmates. Uh, Madison County houses those for us. Uh, when we are over capacity in males, uh, Jefferson County or Madison County picks up that slack for us. This will be an opportunity for us to uh, take care of the numbers that we need to in-house. What sort of logistical issues and even legal issues are, are presented when a jail is overcrowded and you don't have room or proper levels of staff. What's, what sort of issues does that cause for the county more broadly? That could be for anyone. <laughs> well, <clears throat> um, it poses a problem with our insurance company. It poses a problem with outside agencies that will take opportunities to file lawsuits. Um, it's uh, a, an area that none of us want to be in, uh, especially in taking care of the inmates that are in-house. Uh, <clears throat> we want to make sure that they're all treated properly and have the needs met that are necessary for their positions where they're at in the jails. I think, too, that it's no different than in your house. If, if you're overcrowded in your house, tensions get a little bit you know, high and, and uh, people snap a little bit and they snap at each other. And, same thing happens in a jail when you're overcrowded. I mean, everybody needs a little bit of their own space. Well, then, then you get inmate on inmate assaults, so you may get an inmate on uh, staff assaults. So, I mean, there, there's a, a risk factor, a physical risk factor that goes with that overcrowding uh, issue as well. So, you know, having enough space for everybody is, is very important. Uh, and we have to make sure that we we maintain the rights of these people. We have to understand that, that uh, in our county jails, 70 to 80 percent of those people are pre-adjudicated, so they're innocent until proven guilty, and we have to preserve those rights for them to be safely held, uh, and that's very important. And then part of this equation as well is um, some of the jails also end up with state inmates for people who are uh, charged in a county. If uh, Idaho Department of Correction doesn't have bed space for them yet, those people are stuck waiting in a county uh, facility, and that's, that's another bed that a county couldn't use, correct? That's correct. Yeah, and for me, you know, out of 69 beds that I have available, that's 15 to 20 inmates that I'm holding for the state, just waiting for them to pick them up and move them somewhere else. Um, 
talking about funding here, um, it's kind of infamously difficult to pass a bond here in Idaho because of the two-thirds requirement that you have to get with voters. Um, it's, some would say, more common for a jail bond to, pay, to fail on a local vote than it is to pass. Are there any other sort of funding options that are available to a county if you're looking at a jail expansion, if a, if a bond isn't necessarily in the cards, or are you limited to, to that? <coughs> We, uh, Fremont County, for example, entered into a uh, uh, lease purchase agreement um, <clears throat> where we'll make payments for 30 years. At the end of 30 years, the lease is, is up and uh, the property becomes Fremont County's. That option doesn't exist today. That is my understanding that uh, the legislation has changed and so we were able to do that before the the legislature made the changes. So today, it's very difficult if you're going to try to fund a construction on a jail. Speaking of the legislature, does the state offer any sort of support or any sort of funding for these types of facilities? No. They don't. None. No. One of the options that comes up is a local option sales tax, which is a, a funding mechanism where a local jurisdiction could add a little bit to the 6% sales tax that Idaho charges to keep those funds locally. That was an option for a period in the, uh, the roughly the 2000s that Kootenai County and Nez Perce County used. Um, are, what, what sort of conversations do you hear from lawmakers when the counties pitch this idea to bring back a local option sales tax? Well, I was, uh, I worked for Kootenai County for almost 38 years, and I was there as the jail commander in, when we did that in the early 2000s. So we're very familiar with that, and, and it worked very well. And we found that we paid the, the jail off quicker than we expected. Uh, the sales revenue was actually underreported. Unfortunately, lawmakers don't want to talk about, you know, another tax. And we're not asking them to, to levy a tax. We're asking them only with this local option sales tax to give the local community the option to, to vote for it. And, that's, and make, let the local community make the decision. Uh, you know, it comes back to local control is the best control. And uh, that's all we're asking for is that ability to have uh, the local people decide whether or not they want to, to pay for it through a sales tax. And all the people that come to those communities to, to, who buy things in those communities to help pay for that as well. Sheriff, maybe um, in your area, do you think that's something that voters would be interested in? I think it's something that they'd want to take a look at and see if that is an option that they'd be willing to, to go with. Uh, a lot of people are getting more supportive of law enforcement now, and as long as it's a very specific focus on what that tax would be used for, I think uh, there'd be a lot more support coming our, our way. I, I think the other side of that, though, is we have to remember that the proposal isn't that we take 1% in a uh, sales tax and it would all go to that project. Only half of it would go to that project. The other half would go to property tax relief for as long as that, that was active until that, that facility was paid off. And so the, the people benefit you know, in the long run from property tax relief and it allows visitors to those communities to help pay for your facilities. And one of the other details here is there are 44 different counties, 44 different elected sheriffs. Um, but not every single county in Idaho has its own jail. There's a little bit of regionalization going on there. Um, how much coordination do you do with 
the other sheriffs in your area as far as moving that population? How much, uh, how much of a drain on your resources is that? For, for us, we contact all of the jails in our area to try to help <coughs> move inmates that we can move. But unfortunately, where we're at, right here on the edge of the Treasure Valley, all the jails in my area are full. And so moving inmates to a neighboring jail is really hard uh, to do that. And I would have to drive them across state to get them there. And so when you do that, then you only look at inmates you're not going to be bringing back for court and stuff. It really limits the ability for you to help manage that population better. Sheriff, maybe you get inmates from as far away as Ada County, is that correct? Um, I will work with Ada County to, to move some of their state inmates uh, to, to be housed with us to help eliminate some of the crowding that they have. I do contract with two other counties, Bear Lake County and uh, Oneida County, where they have a set amount of beds set up with me under contract uh, that I provide them whenever they need to, to utilize it. Uh, I also help uh, Franklin County in holding their state inmates whenever they have, have problems. And there are other sheriffs in southeast Idaho that, who are struggling and who are looking for other options to, to try to move inmates around. Uh, but not all sheriffs have that ability to help them out. It's like Sheriff Creech says, he's, he's at the point where he, can't, he couldn't take anybody. Uh, there's, and so those sheriffs, um, they struggle. And that's why I try to, to help them out as much as I possibly can. Inspector Wolfinger, the, uh, the three other sheriffs who are, who are here today, they're kind of a medium range uh, population and size of jail. How does, how does the considerations for a jail change with the scale of the county? Well, I, I think that you're looking at, uh, uh, you know, a larger county. Obviously, you have to have a larger jail with your population. You also have to look at, at what kind of industry you have in an area and what kind of uh, tourism you have in an area. Here in Boise, there, you have a lot of visitors. Uh, I'm from Coeur d'Alene. We have a lot of visitors. That certainly has an impact on the jail. I know that when we did jail expansions, uh, our numbers showed we ran about between 30 and 35 percent of our county inmates were not county residents. And so that has a, a major impact on an area like that. Uh, you know, different parts of the state have, have different peak tourist seasons, but we're a, a really a, there's a lot of tourism that comes through Idaho, and, and that does have an impact on our county jails. Uh, the larger the community, the larger the jail, and then the larger the, the needs in that jail. Uh, you're going to look at maybe a 24-hour medical unit inside a jail. Uh, I mean, most of the people we get in the jail are, have some sort of a substance abuse problem or a mental health issue. And so we have to be able to treat those areas adequately. And uh, in those larger areas, they, they've got almost like a mini hospital inside the facility with, with staff 24 hours a day. Uh, of course, you've got to, then you still have to provide all the other services like food services and laundry and, and things like that that go with that. And so uh, those are expenses that don't go away. Well, it really don't go away if you have a small jail or a big jail, but they just have to be scaled. You know, for the bigger facility. Um, as we referenced, Fremont County, you guys are finishing up an expansion that's expected to be open soon. Um, over in Payette County, you guys are considering a jail expansion, is that right? What's that process looking like? Yeah, so right now the commissioners have been meeting with different contractors and they're getting ready to make a decision on hiring somebody to help us start that process and to um, begin looking at what size of a jail do we need to expand to and um, where, how would be the best way for us to do that so that um, when we get ready to go to the voters, you know, hopefully we'll have some voter input in that process so that 
um, they have a chance to kind of weigh in and say that this is what we want in our community. So that hopefully when we get to the a bond or um, local option tax or you know whatever whatever we find that we can use as a revenue source to pay for it, um, hopefully we can get some buy-in from the community because they were part of the process. And one one final question out to the group here: as lawmakers are convening in this 2024 session. Um, if local option sales tax is a complete non-starter, is there something else that the state could do or other policy changes they could make to help alleviate the situation in the county jails? Well, the legislature <coughs> can do pretty much what they would like to do, and I think that we see that. Um, I think what's being, what's a failure in the state is that our population has significantly increased in the last 20 years. And yet the beds for uh, jails or prisons has not increased in correspondence with that huge increase in population. And Idaho has become a very popular recreation area. Recreation in Fremont County is probably the second largest business or enterprise that exists. And that brings hundreds of thousands of people through our county every year. And some of them make mistakes and end up in jail. And that puts a huge burden on the local property taxes. And if there was uh, some way uh, to have assistance, whether it's construction of a building or costs, uh, we would love to sit down and talk with them about that. All right, well, unfortunately, that is all the time we have. Uh, Fremont County Sheriff Lynn Humphreys, Payette County Sheriff Andy Creech, Caribou County Sheriff Adam, excuse me, Caribou County Sheriff Adam Maybe and Jail Inspector Ben Wolfinger with the Idaho Sheriff's Association. Thank you all for joining us today. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you.